This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Liebrach. Heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Finding Your Bliss, a show that helps you find your happiness and bliss. I've known about Honey Jam for many years. It's the concert showcase that gave super talents Nelly Furtado and Miss Julie Black a boost early on in their careers. It's also a showcase that began back in 1995 by a phenomenal woman named Ebony Rowe, featuring an all-female lineup of aspiring musicians. Ebony Rowe joins us today to celebrate her 25th fantastic anniversary of spearheading Honey Jam, a nonprofit program for young female artists all across Canada of all cultures and representing all genres of music that provide mentoring, educational performance and network opportunities, culminating in a stellar showcase of live music. We will also hear one of the alumni from Honey Jam, the very talented Jordan Alexander, who will be singing us out of the show today with her latest single. Also on the program, we have the uber-successful mother-daughter team from one of the hottest stores in Toronto with the coolest concept ever. The store is called Thursdays. But first, let me tell you more about Ebony Rowe. She has volunteered, founded, and directed organizations that cater to the needs of some of society's most overlooked groups including the Each One Teach One Mentoring Program for Black Youth and FemFat Entertainment Group, a dynamic all-female nonprofit company that provides mentoring, networking, educational, and performance opportunities for upcoming female artists. She's also supported and promoted many women's charities, and she's been featured in Canada 150 Women Conversations with leaders, champions, and luminaries, listed in the who's who of Canadian women, chosen as Miss Chatelaine by Chatelaine Magazine. Ebony was also featured in TD Bank's 2019 Canada-wide Black History Month promotion, When Michelle Obama came to speak in Toronto, Ebony was chosen by the How She Hustles Women's Network to be a special invited guest. Ebony's work has also earned her many awards, including the Ontario Volunteerism Award and the YMCA's Women of Distinction Award for Arts and Entertainment. She's been nominated, as I just mentioned, for Chatelaine's Woman of the Year, Canadian Black Business and Professional Association Women of Honor Award, and numerous awards, including the Toronto Sun Woman on the Move Award and many, many more. Mostly, she is taking an active part in creating positive change in our family, schools, and communities. And we are celebrating her and the 25th anniversary of Honey Jam with the inspirational founder and visionary, Ebony Rowe. Ebony, welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Wow, what an intro. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) It's so well-deserved. I want to congratulate you, and I know about Honey Jam, and I'll tell you in a minute how, but on the 25th anniversary of Honey Jam, which is your brainchild, and today we're celebrating you on this wonderful achievement of a quarter of a century of Honey Jam. Can you tell us, Ebony, first of all, what inspired you to create Honey Jam, and what is it exactly? So when I was um, doing the mentoring program, the Each One Teach One mentoring program, I was hanging out with teenagers and my female mentees would talk to me about their little five-year-old brothers um, using a lot of the negative language they were hearing in hip-hop lyrics. 
I approached Canada's biggest hip hop DJ. I went on his show. He gave me his three hours to talk about it. And so I talked about how women were portrayed um, in hip hop lyrics and videos and the misogyny involved. Listening to that was the editor of an entertainment magazine who asked me to edit an all-female issue of the magazine. The rap party for the end of that endeavor was called Honey Jam. And it was just supposed to be that one night, one off. We featured some of the artists that were profiled in that issue. And then everyone came up to me at the end and said, okay, so when's the next one? This was so great. (laughs) So I went home that night and I thought, well, there's a need. They really loved it. There's no other platform like this for women. Let me do it for the rest of the year and then we'll see. And here we are. It's unbelievable. So um, Ebony, for years, my daughter, Lily, who's a singer, she took singing lessons at Elaine Overholt Studio. And I always remember Elaine rushing off to do the vocal coaching at the Honey Jam concerts. (laughs) Yes. And and I always remember seeing your beautiful posters and flyers and pamphlets and, and audition information for young artists. And I always said, Honey Jam, Honey Jam, it sounds so fantastic. And I spoke to her this morning, actually, and she also congratulates you on the 25th anniversary. And she talked about how you are an extremely driven person who works extremely hard and that you are very smart and passionate and have been championing all women from all walks of life and creating performance opportunities for up and coming female artists and giving them a platform for really for 25 years now and really changing the whole industry. Elaine said you would invite publicists and A&R people and, of course, herself and all industry leaders to judge the showcase. And she even remembers going with you to Barbados and search for talent 25 years ago. I understand you are a woman with great passion and drive. What drives you so relentlessly in the pursuit of excellence? So I am a Leo is my personality. And we tend to be take charge people and also people who believe in justice and protecting people, doing things in service of others. But the main pivotal event that happened in my life was in 1990 when, you know, I had the loss of a friend. Mm -hmm. I then said to myself, if I were to die today, what has been my purpose in the world? And I was taking English literature, studying at the University of Toronto at the time, and somehow Shakespeare and Chaucer were not up there as something that I thought was important enough to be spending my time doing. Yes. I, I immediately was thinking about my own mortality and what legacy my life would leave and so I dropped out and Mm -hmm. that's when I started the each one teach one program Mm -hmm. and the drive comes from this um anxiety yeah um you know you can be here today and then the next day poof yeah and so I just was in a rush that I had to hurry up and get this thing done. And uh, so, yeah, it was, I was very much of a zealot and I still am the, I'm very passionate about these projects 
and I will move the earth for them to happen. And I really care about them. And I care about the young people who were mentors in the mentoring program. And now the young women who are artists in the program, I'm the big mama bear, Hmm. even though now like 25 years on having started two organizations that have positively benefited thousands of people, I feel satisfied in that if I were to leave, I have done something and I do have a legacy. You know, Ebony, when you were talking, you got very emotional. Tell me about that. I was remembering that time when my girlfriend died. Yeah. And what that was like and the shock Mm -hmm. of it and the impact that it had on me. Um, so that was what I was thinking about. Yeah. Well, you have done in her memory, such incredible stuff. And that's really what we're honoring you for today. The year kicked off with you giving an artist the chance to attend the Grammy Awards. And you've also designed programming for artists throughout the year, including a variety of workshops and artist talks and songwriting camps and development opportunities, collaborations, opportunities for artists to travel pre-COVID and build their fan base and network outside of Canada, not to mention the annual concert showcase to celebrate your anniversary and the iconic women in music. Can you tell us how has Honey Jam changed and evolved over the past quarter century? The biggest change has been technology. Yeah. So if you remember in 1995, there was no YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, no social media. Yes. There weren't even digital cameras. I was getting Polaroids Mm -hmm. and people were handwriting their bios. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And I had to mail things to people or fax them or meet them places. There was no website. It's so hard to even imagine what that was like, especially for a generation who knows nothing other than the digital world. But, um, you know, if anyone from outside of Toronto wanted to audition, they would have to send in FedEx a a VHS tape. Wow, wow. And that's so funny, eh? Just going back to the beginning again for a minute, you created this mentorship program called Each One Teach One, which matched Black youth with Black professionals. Can you explain how this all came about? So I went to... uh, meeting with members of the black community and the police in the early nineties, I think like 91 or 92. And they were talking to us about issues that they were having with youth crime and asking us what we can do to uh, redirect some of the at risk kids and bring positive influences to their lives. And so this is what came out of that. I went with one of the people at that meeting to a community center in Regent Park. When we walked in, there was metal detectors. And that really shocked me. It was a whole other world that I wasn't familiar with. And the kids that were there looked at us as if we were aliens. Mm -hmm. And I just saw this big divide. And when talking to the counselors there, they said, listen, don't come here and say that you want to help so that you could put something on your resume 
and then disappear because these kids don't need anyone else to disappoint them. So if you aren't in for the long haul, then, you know, you can write a check or donate a computer, but don't get involved and raise expectations. Yeah. So we left that night and I thought, okay, very busy. Let's do an event, a fundraiser and give them a check. And then it just kept haunting me the way that the kids looked at us. And I thought there has to be a way to bridge the divide. They need people to be involved. They need to see black people succeeding and not in a sinking boat. Mm -hmm. In my sleep, I just thought about it. I thought about it. And then the next morning I said, well, let's do this instead. So it wasn't specific for that community center. It was in general for any black youth that was interested. I used to work out to a song by Chuck D where he says, each one teach one. And that's where the name came from. And the tagline was be part of the solution. You're so right. Everyone has to do what they can do. And everybody has something that they can do. That's right. And I would have to explain that all the time when I would be promoting the program. I would talk to someone and looking for sponsorship and they would say, oh, you know, I'd love to help, but I don't have any money. I said, listen, you don't have to give me a thousand dollars. You don't have to give me ten dollars. If you give me one dollar, then that means that I can send out two newsletters that I might not have been able to, or I can send out a sponsorship letter. Again, remember, there's no internet. Wow. So, <laughs> that $1 will pay for two postage stamps and who knows what that will give me, you know, or in approaching mentors, they, they would be afraid of a commitment because they don't want to be a surrogate parent. And they'd say, I don't know. I said, listen, I'm not asking you to be their parent. I'm asking you to do what you can. So if you tell me I only have 10 minutes on a Thursday, I will let the child and the parent know that that's what you can give. They will come and talk to you for 10 minutes. And that's it. That 10 minutes of even seeing someone in a suit behind a desk Hmm. on the 24th floor in the financial district, that alone is going to impact them. And that you thought enough of them to make time in your schedule for those 10 minutes. Absolutely. You know, you're, you're so right. You are so right. You're making, you're actually making me cry because, uh, you, you are truly a bliss person because you do have a purpose and your purpose is to give back and to be outward focused and being in service to make the world a better place and a safer place, a kinder place. You're a person who's really done that. You're not just talking about it. You're actually doing it. And it's, it's so cool. So congratulations on that. The deeper meaning of all of this, because it's, uh, it's really amazing. Ebony, what happens exactly at a Honey Jam event? Can you paint us a picture of what goes on for the singers and the talent involved? So the concert is a potpourri of different genres. Whenever we have an event, we want you to feel like you are in our house. So we treat people as guests. It's it's not a cash grab. It's an experience. We want, we respect our audience. We start on time. We want to know that you are enjoying the experience. You're greeted with a smile and a hug sometimes, obviously pre-COVID. Um, so you come in, there's a great vibe. There's music going. 
Then we start off the show and it's just amazing live performances with a live band. It's very passionate, earnest artist with something to say, doing their original music. And uh, there's an after party and it's, it's really fun. It's fabulous. What, what happens um, as well? How do you audition to become part of Honey Jam? So you've got 60 seconds to show and prove. so you sign up and you hit the stage and there's a a table a couple of tables of judges sitting there watching you and you've got 60 seconds to show what you have and honestly it really doesn't even take that long because from the second they get on the stage you know if they have presence or not right And that's one of the things that we're looking for is someone who has stage presence, someone who has that star quality or has the potential for it, right? The confidence that you show when you come to the stage. There's a lot that you can tell just in a matter of seconds that are amazing, which they very often are, then you you wish that it could go on longer. Sure, sure. That's so cool. You have a very exciting event taking place on Thursday, October 1st at the Elma Combo, but it's all going to be live streamed virtually this year due to COVID. And it's a very exciting event. And to get more information about it, people can go to honeyjam.com on the internet or also to your very active Instagram account, which is at the honeyjam on Instagram. Yes, it is all free. And uh, we will have whatever, in terms of a live audience, we will have whatever the uh, COVID protocols are. So right now they are allowing just 50 people for indoor events. So it's really important to me that there are human beings for the artists to perform to. And what we will be doing is paying tribute to women in music. So it's not really a showcase for this new artists doing their original work. It's our anniversary party and it's a celebration of women in music. Honey Jam has also grown to be an artist development program and a much anticipated annual multicultural showcase of upcoming artists of all genres of music. As you've mentioned, people like Nelly Furtado, Miss Julie Black, and you also do a version of Honey Jam and have done one in Barbados. You you were selected, Ebony, as one of 1,000 women photographed by Parisian photographer Pierre Maraval for an exhibit co-produced by Luminato and L'Oreal Paris. It was called Mille Femme, which means 1,000 women aimed to capture inspirational women who embody the passion, heritage, and inspiration behind Toronto's artistic community. What was that like? What an honour. That was amazing. They had all of the pictures hanging um, in this beautiful atrium downtown. But yeah, I was very honored and felt quite uh, fancy <laughs> so cool. uh, about it. Yeah, it was, a, it was a beautiful, beautiful honor to be included in that. You've won numerous awards, which I listed off the top in your in your intro. Is there one that really stood out for you where you just sort of felt a rush, realizing the impact you've had on so many Canadian artists and up-and-coming talent? I would say the YWCA Woman of Distinction Award. Mm. The year that I won that, it was there. I think that was their 25th anniversary. So it was such a special year to be a part of it. It was the year that I lost my father Mm. and the women at YWCA really uplifted me during that time. 
Um, so I felt very supported and it was a light for me during a dark time. And it was, it was just a beautiful, impactful experience. They had every single person over the past 25 years who had one, they had all of us together in one room. They had banners of us on, um, poles along University Avenue. It was just very extravagant. And um, so it wasn't just, hey, here's this award. It was a whole weeks long experience. That's amazing. So, yeah, that, that is the one that stands out to me. I, I feel honored for each one of them. Of course, of course. And you have a lot. You have a lot, a lot of awards. What did you think when you first saw Jordan Alexander, who was a very successful alumni of yours of Honey Jam? Can you tell us a little about this artist? Because Jordan is going to be singing us out of the show today. She is a gem. She has that light around her. Um, she has a passion for what she does. She's a very good and kind person. She also is very hardworking and driven, extremely talented. Uh, Gerald Eaton, who was part of the Nelly Furtado story, uh, saw her at Honey Jam. So that was amazing to see uh, kind of a, a, re a full circle of him coming back and then finding someone who he then took to LA and worked with and they recorded songs and he really helped her. And she's just gone from strength to strength. She did one of our um, artist workshops in August. And right afterwards, she uh, moved to New York because she was chosen for, as a lead for the reboot of Gossip Girl. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. We have to check that out. Yes, wow. It is. And she said in, in the um, artist talk that she did, we talked about how when artists get really big, they start having gatekeepers and layers of people around them that it's so hard to get to that artist. And a lot of times they might not even be told about things that they're requested to do. And she said, you will never have that problem with me. She said, I will instruct everyone on my team that you're to have a direct line to me and I will always be there for Honey Jam. That's so great. I can't wait for our listeners to hear that song. I, I love it. Uh, the song You, her latest single that's coming up later on in the show. I know you drive your artists hard. You work hard yourself. You teach everyone that this is a business that is not easy if you want to succeed. I think you also have a lot of heart. What are your top tips to upcoming artists on how to be successful in their singing and songwriting careers? So first, I want to say you said a lot of really nice things about me, but I want to say that I am a bit of a taskmaster <laughs> and I, I am very um, serious with the girls. I, I love them, but I tell them I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to help prepare you for a life and a lot of things that you are going to face. I just don't tolerate certain things like being late, being irresponsible. Like I'm going to call them on all of their stuff. It's not just happy, shiny moments of hugs and love. Yeah. So very much like a parent. One thing that I say to them is don't do this unless you cannot not do it. Yeah. I get that. There's so much rejection that you have to deal with. You have to have the intestinal fortitude and the passion that you know this is what you want to do. And it will carry you through all of those things because you'll have the focus. Yeah. 
right? Like you don't, you don't get to, to be doing something for 25 years if you see an obstacle and you decide, oh, I better go have a nap. <laughs> Figure it out, you know? Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. And be determined and be resourceful. And sometimes the artist will contact me and say, ask me a question of something I've already told them and I'll refuse to answer them. It's like, don't waste my time. Mm-hmm. Go back and look it up. Google is your friend. Mm-hmm. I, I don't coddle them. That's not how the world works. Right. Yes. I just need to admit to that. Yeah. It's not all sunshine and smiles. And that is the main thing that I, of advice that I give them. Uh, and know, know your craft, do your research, know what you're in this for and what level of success is it that you want and what are you willing to do or not do to get to that point? Do you want Cardi B type success? Are you ready to deal with paparazzi following you around and going through your garbage and giving up all of your privacy? You know, no, you have to know all of those things. Like don't waste your time. Don't waste other people's time. Yeah. Be clear on what you want. Have the right people surrounding you. Love yourself. Yeah. That is brilliant, so cool, especially for women, because you don't want to be in a space where people can smell insecurity and yeah. they will take advantage of it. Yeah. And you'll wind up in situations that you don't want to be in. Brilliant. All artists, male or female, should watch Jesse Reyes' video for a song called Gatekeeper and understand the things that go on. This is such excellent advice, really, about preparing artists for the real world, because it's not an easy road. Wow. Um, I like long walks on the beach. (laughs) (laughs) What is bliss for me? A mango, a juicy mango. (laughs) Uh, Riding a bike on Center Island. Very simple things. I have such a hectic life. Yeah, going to watch a movie, just having some quiet from the noise, being Mm -hmm. among friends, very, very simple, basic things that are really luxuries for me that I don't often um, make the time to do. Awesome. Awesome. You're an amazing woman, Ebony Rowe. How can people find out more information about this year's Honey Jam concert? So they should follow us on Instagram at the Honey Jam and just watch for our posts and announcements about what's coming up. And October 1st, everybody, is the day. So starting on September 25th, there's going to be some really cool announcements. So look out for those. October 1st is a Thursday. It's happening at the Elma Combo. Some of it is in person. Some of it will be virtually online. You'll hear all about it on the website, which again is honeyjam.com. Or you can go to Instagram at The Honey Jam. I want to thank you very much, Ebony, for being here today. It's really been great talking to you. It's been fantastic. Nobody really asks me these in-depth questions because usually interviews are really short. So it was great to be able to really have a substantive interview where you could dig deeper and get the information out. I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much for having Thank me. Thank you so much. We're going to go on a short commercial break. When we come back, we will hear from the dynamic mother-daughter duo of one of the hottest stores in town and lots more. And of course, coming up later on in the show, Jordan Alexander with her single, You, back in a moment. 
Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by Create, Canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years. Create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. Create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, Create is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. Create has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? Create Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. We're joined by Rita and Jill, the owners of Thursdays. Thursdays is an independent retail clothing boutique established by Rita Benzakar, her brother James Benzakar, and Rita's daughter, Jillian Piltz, located at 1130 Young Street in downtown Toronto, with another location at 130 King Street West. Thursdays has a really cool concept, which is that every Thursday they receive new merchandise hence the name Thursdays, Rita and her brother business partner, James Benzakar, having been in the wholesale industry for more than 30 years, recognize their customers' constant desire for new clothing. Meanwhile, Rita's daughter, Jill, who was studying business at Western University, wanted to provide a platform for university students to shop just in time for the weekend. As a mother-daughter duo, Jill and Rita buy for all ages, creating an inclusive environment where any customer can find something to wear and feel great. Their motto is Thursdays and every other day, meaning that although they bring in their newest inventory on Thursdays, there are still lots of fabulous finds available from Monday through Sunday. And their primary goal really is to make their customers feel beautiful and confident every day of the week. Welcome, Rita and Jill, to Finding Your Bliss. So great to have you here. Hi, Judy. Hi, thank you so much. (laughs) I love the concept of Thursdays. Can you explain how it all came to be? Sure. So Thursdays really means that we get new product every Thursday in store. And it's always new every Thursday. Where it started, I'll let Jilly explain. Yeah, I was going to first year university and I'd I'd really grown up in the industry with my mom and uncle being in the business for over 30 years. And I wanted to open up my own little business that I could kind of have like a side hobby while I was at school. So I opened up Thursdays because we go out, at, we went out at university. Thursday was the first day of the week. So it was like, get your clothing in time for the weekend, targeted at university students. And then we opened up a pop-up shop and then we fell in love with the Rosedale area and opened up our second store, which was full-time. And from there, it kind of just evolved. It matured now in, you know, not in time for the weekend, but just Thursdays, every Thursdays and every other day. And, you know, dressing the Thursdays girl and all about that day in particular. And then every other day, we also do what we love. Really, the the main reason behind new all the time is I used to say I'd go into a store and the same things would be sitting around for for a long time throughout the season. And I felt as a consumer, I want to see new and I want to see snow boots in January. I don't want to see sandals. And that was sort of where that concept actually came from as well. Yeah. That's so great. The, the only thing I always say to my daughter when we go to your store is the problem is you can't stop. It's like a candy <laughs> store. <laughs> it's so much fun. 
I'm so impressed with how you guys handled it when the pandemic hit. From what I see, you've totally pivoted and are doing remarkably well in spite of COVID-19. And you're one of the sort of the few businesses that is still rocking, like you're just making it happen. Would you say that's largely attributable to the fact that um, there is this e-commerce online aspect? Definitely. And I think one of the other things that's so exciting is that we get new stuff every Thursday, but the e-commerce allows us to really show new products every day of the week and uh, highlight different items and launch different collections, especially during this time. We've been trying to give our customers kind of like something to look forward to and something new as often as we can. That's so fantastic. You actually are open for business and people can come into the store. And that must have been a little bit scary, but I know you're doing it as always so carefully and you're so into hygiene and cleanliness and perfection and giving everyone masks. Tell us what that was like when you first decided to reopen and and how it's been going for you. I, I can say that I was very nervous about reopening because it was the unknown. It was really like, what's this going to look like? How are people going to, you know, behave? Are they going to be nervous? But we opened our doors and we made sure that uh, everything was in place that we needed and that, that there were masks and there was hand sanitizer and we were cleaning constantly. We had professional cleaners come in every week. It was awkward wearing a mask. You see, you know, you see all these friendly faces that we see on a regular basis. And it's like, <laughs> walk in with a hat and glasses and they say, hi, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. And I'm used to it. And, yeah. and thank God we're doing our best. We are doing our best. We're working very well. That's so great. It's so great. You guys are amazing. Jill, you are the face of Thursdays and a model for all of the clothes and you post everything on Instagram and you're great at it. Did you model as a child? How did you know how to do all of this and how did it all evolve? I didn't model as a child, but I think when we were starting the website, we worked with different models for the e-commerce specifically just to get the clothing up. And it was actually very difficult because it's hard to show people kind of the vision you have for the product and how you want to style it. And I, it was just for me and natural to kind of grab the sweater, throw it over my shoulder and put it with a pair of my favorite jeans. So it just kind of worked for us. Like we're a small business. I'm here all the time. So it's easy for me to throw on the clothing. And especially because we get things so often, it kind of just happened naturally. And then the Instagram, we're really trying to like, you know, show different people and, you know, highlight different ways people style things. I think it's also that we... Um, you know, we, both Jilly and I, you know, having a huge age difference, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I like what I like, she likes what she likes and we play together and we, you know, we'll pick what's going out Thursday and she'll run it by me and I'll say, do this, change this. She'll say, how about this? And we really work well together. Yeah. And our team here is fantastic. So yeah. we couldn't do it. You know, and we get excited definitely. about what's like being launched every week. And that makes me excited to put it on and like makes yeah. the whole kind of like process of photographing it like more exciting than most people would think. <laughs> yes. That's so great. When you hold Jill, when you hold an iPhone and you post on Instagram, it always looks perfect. And I was discussing this with my producer after doing this so often, have you just figured out what angle and what lighting work best and you can almost do it in your sleep now? I, totally. I think I was at the beginning watching how different influencers and different businesses did their photos. And I kind of just took point from that and just went with it. Snap the camera and that's it. <laughs> that's so incredible. And also I love that retail that you're 
you're part, you're one of the models as well. <laughs> you look fabulous in the clothes also. Was, is that something you actually enjoy in, in no, this whole? It's never, it's never <laughs> make sure that her hair and her makeup is perfect. And when I say my hair's my makeup, because it doesn't matter. Mom. But it's always, it's, she always uh, looks fabulous. She does. She looks great. And she makes us feel that we can look great too. And it's funny because I have a daughter, so I really understand, you know, sort of the dynamic. And it's so fun that really anybody from a teenager to, I would say someone in their 80s could practically could shop in your store. Do you find that that's what the case is, that people are sort of emulating Jill in the younger generation and emulating uh, retail, you know, in the over 40 group? I can tell you what we get a lot, Judy, in this in the store is we will, let's say we have a mother or a daughter find out about us and they come into the store. Let's say it's a daughter. She'll bring her mother and then the mother brings the grandmother. And <laughs> we have a lot of that. I have to tell you, and I love it because some of our very, very fashionable customers are, are, are like in their late seventies. It's wow. great. Wow. So we, have, we really have every, every age. We cater to everybody. Yeah. People ask us what our target market is and I never know. How to answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a happy problem. What a, what a happy problem that is. That means that your stuff is so great and you've really sort of figured out how to do it. And I'll see that both of you will be wearing like a similar tank top and a pair of jeans, but Rita might throw a jacket over it to make it, you know, it's more her style. And you, it, it's just amazing. You guys are also such yeah. great stylists. And I always say with to my daughter that when we shop in your store, it just has a feeling good vibe. Like it's fun. It's just got a really cool vibe. And it's fun. Is that something that you is a conscious decision that you've worked on? Or is that just sort of your, your way? I think it's both. I think it's our way and how we want we how we want to feel when we go shopping. And then also something we've consciously from the beginning always wanted to make it a place where it's fun, you can hang out, you can come in, everyone says hi, our staff are like our family. So they treat everyone how we wanted to treat like it's really just this like fun family dynamic, I would say. It really truly is, even our office staff. We're like just one big family and I wouldn't ask anybody to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. So it's sort of the way we've kind of like brought up this, yeah. you know, the company and it's, and we want everybody to be happy. I mean, if you're happy, it, it, it exudes, you know, happiness, you exude happiness. I of mean, course. And, they, and we never want anybody to feel stressed, stressed or that, yeah. you know, Oh, like, I'm not sure if I can, I want to buy anything today. It's like, great, come back. You know, we're always open. Exactly. Exactly. That feeling good vibe really has a ripple effect. Like it's such a great thing that you guys are doing your wonderful role models for entrepreneurs everywhere because, you know, it, it just has a feeling good vibe. It ripples throughout the company. And speaking of the company, Jimmy, Rita, your brother, his role in the Thursday's dynasty is that he's the CFO yes. and he's involved with a lot of the finances while you both are more of the face of the store. Is that essentially how it all works? Yes. I mean, he's behind the scenes, but we all need behind the scenes. You'll see Jimmy the odd time. And men's cashmere because we are doing men's cashmere collection. We're starting slow. Uh, so, you know, we get them in there anytime we can. Yeah. And um, Rita's also back end in terms of dealing with suppliers and we both do the buying. I do a lot of like the e-com creative direction. And yeah, we've got a wonderful team. And then we all unpack boxes at the yes, same time. Yes, exactly. We're all back <laughs> manager, back house, warehouse managers. That's, that's so great. Your windows are also stunning. And often, like, I'll be driving by and I'll be rushing somewhere else. I just have to look at the Thursday's windows. Who does your windows? Because they always look so fabulous and so inviting. Thank you. <laughs> we One thing we stick to is we don't have mannequins in the store. 
So that that's an interesting part of our window. And the other part is we want it to feel like it's like your bedroom. We always said we want it to look like if it was your closet in your bedroom and you were styling your week, what would it look like? So that's kind of the vibe. And then we work on the launch for every Thursday and that's where we change our windows. So I, I'll put it together and the girls are great now in the store and, and they, they kind of know they, how we want they it to look. The look. It really is. It's just very casual and inviting. That's true. It's so great. You know, it's funny the way you finish each other's sentences like twins. <laughs> <laughs> and and I thought to myself, what is it like being a mother and daughter and working together? And I know you live together as well. What is that like? <laughs> very interesting. You know, there are days where it's great and it's easy. And there are days where, you know, it's a little bit more difficult. Jilly, one thing about Jillian's personality is that she's a perfectionist <laughs> and she wants to talk about it. So it's sometimes it's hard to wake up in the morning and I just want to have my coffee first, but she wants to discuss something about business or <laughs> what we're ordering next. And I say, just have my coffee, please. Or at night, it's, it's, it's ongoing. I'll like scream in her bedroom at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> for the most part, I mean, it was, we wake I, up in the morning, we like get in our own cars, we do our own kind of schedule, which is helpful. Yes. And, you know, we're either at the stores or at the office, but I, I feel very, very lucky and very blessed that she's part of the team. Like how great, like what, what, a, what an incredible thing that this is a family business and it's doing so beautifully. And it's so great. What I love is that again, you can go in the shop, you can, you can shop online, do this whole e-commerce thing, which is amazing. And you're even doing drive-by pickups. So you're even making it possible for people just to order and pick up their clothes. You're also delivering the clothes. Like you, you really are doing the gamut so that people really have a choice and can do what is most comfortable for them. You also really seem to have your fingertips on the pulse of what women want. How does buying the clothes work? Where are most of the clothes from? And do you sort of base what you buy on what you each love as mother and daughter? Um, for me, being in the industry for so long and always needing to have my finger on the pulse and and following the trends, just it's part of the business, right? And it's become second nature. But I can tell you that we we work every day. We we have to be on top of it. You know, yes, definitely, it's what we like. You know, between the two of us, but we try to stay as on trend as possible. That but that's wearable. And that's we, really. And we like to us. give people what they are, want in that moment. Um, we, like, yes. we don't. We don't like to look too far ahead. We like to stay focused. No, it's it just feels like you really are exactly where people are at. Like when this first happened, when COVID first happened seven months ago, I felt you were doing a lot of sweats and a lot of comfy clothes and and that sort of thing. And now I think you're back to off the shoulder dresses as well. And and you're realizing that people want to have fun. And even if it just means going to an outdoor patio, if that's okay for you, or if it means just going for a walk, you want to feel good. And and shopping and fashion are such a are something we can still do, right, guys? Like we can can't go to theater. We can't go to movies. We can't go inside a restaurant. So shopping is like, it's a great pleasure. No, you're right. It is. Sure. And you have to, you know, what, what makes it so much more difficult for us is, is being able to turn on a dime because, okay, so everybody's casual and at home. Okay. Now everybody's out and, you know, are we going to go back inside again? And then it's getting cold again. <laughs> so now we can meet Completely change over once it, again. Really, I mean, but what, it is really who we are. We have always been a, a casual, more casual lifestyle store. We've always offered, you know, dressier things in the mix. 
but um, it's it's how we like to dress. Yes, and that's what we try to you know we we try to convey like within the store. And yes, you can wear those great jeans and you can dress it up with a pretty top and go for dinner. Um, we, that's why we try to really show so many different looks. Um, online. Today we're both wearing the same thing. We're which wearing is pretty different colors. She's wearing white linen pants and a white linen t-shirt and I'm wearing black linen pants and a black linen t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> I know this because my daughter and I, it's so funny, we independently went shopping uh, at Thursdays and I bought that white t-shirt and the white pants and the pink version. And I said, what did you buy? She said, oh, I bought this pink t-shirt and, and matching pink pants and a white one. I'm like, oh, that's so funny. But you, also, you asked me about um, where the product is from. We bring in from Italy, from LA, from New York. We manufacture our um, cashmere in Shanghai. We produce in Toronto. Um, so a little bit of everything and a little bit everywhere. <laughs> Your stuff is also very affordable. The clothes are gorgeous, but you have an excellent price point. How have you been able to achieve that? Um, you know, hard work, sourcing, and staying carried away. I yeah, think. staying true to who we are and who we want to be as a retailer. But yeah. we, we choose things that hit the point of fashion, but also hit the point of like affordability. And, and quality. We both. When we first opened the store, people were thanking us for being affordable. So it was nice, really nice. It's so great. So Jill, what advice do you have for young entrepreneurs who want to start a business? Because you're really an inspiring young leader. You really are. And, you know, and you just make it look so easy and effortless grace and, and you look gorgeous in all the photos, but you've really created this incredible brand, this business and, and this whole Instagram thing, which is very powerful. What advice do you have for young people who might want to find their bliss? Stay true to yourself and stay true to what you believe in and what you know and like your passion. I think people might tell you to go do something a certain way, but if you're so passionate about something, I don't think anyone can stop you. Absolutely. That's so great. And I have the same question for you, Rita, for women over 40 who want to reinvent themselves and start a career that they're passionate about midlife. What would you say to them? I would say, don't be afraid. You've got nothing to lose. The worst thing that anybody can say to you is no. And I sort of lived my life that way. Hmm. It's great. Yeah. I, I just, just go for it. And work hard, but enjoy. And work hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. Rita, I understand you're also offering some personal shopping before and after hours. Can you explain? Yeah. When we first reopened, we knew that there were going to be some women that were uncomfortable being in the store with other people. We only have three people at a time in store. Like now we've opened at 10, but we were opening at 11 before, but like an hour before or at five, from five to six, um, if they want to make an appointment, we're happy to, uh, you know, one on to work with them one-on-one. That's so great. I know you guys have also been very involved in giving back to the food banks and to hospitals as well. And I think this is so wonderful and really exemplary. How are you able to do this and how does it make you feel? Makes us feel great. I mean, yeah, for us also to use our platform for good is, I mean, so rewarding. Like, you know, when COVID hit, the first thing we, we talked about as a company was how do we give back? Like we, we can't just, we just can't open and, and not really use this to help people. So like we were so fortunate and every, like, I mean, we're so, I mean, happy, like we're happy to give back, but we're, we also know how fortunate we are. And for us, like we know that there's people out there that aren't and it's our duty. I've yeah. grown up like that. I think that has like, wonderful. has to do with the way we were raised and the way we run our company. Have to give back. That's really, really wonderful. What is bliss for Rita Benzakar? 
bliss. Well, my uh, first off is is spending time with my children. Um, mm. Really is, and it's it's I love, and I, we spend a lot of time together. You know, they're adults, so it, it's great. My 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 second bliss, if this is what I think bliss is, got <laughs> 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 a white sandy beach, <laughs> blue water, glass of wine <laughs> or margarita. Yeah, glass of wine for sure. And I am a tequila. That is my bliss. It sounds great. And what is bliss for Jillian Pilts? I would say for me, spending time with my friends and family. I'm really close with my extended family as well, and I think also going to work every day and enjoying what I do. For me, that's my bliss. Wow. That just gave me the chills. That's so lovely. That's so lovely to hear. What is the best way for people to get in touch with Thursdays and how can people follow you on Instagram? They can follow us on Instagram at shop Thursdays. They can send us a DM. You can send it to Jill or Rita. We'll both reply, or you can send us an email at info at shop You can always call the store. We're, we're, we're here. We're around. <laughs> That's so fantastic. I want to thank you so much, Rita Benzikar and Jillian Pilts. Thursdays, fabulous, fabulous shop. That's a feel good place and a very, very inspiring story. We are going on a short commercial break right now. When we come back, Honey Jam alumni, Jordan Alexander will be singing us out as our featured artist back in a moment finding your bliss is brought to you by create canada's leading fertility center for over 25 years create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors in unprecedented times like these create is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff Create has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? Create Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back, and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. This week's featured artist is Honey Jam alumni Jordan Alexander. With lyrical storytelling and a sultry voice that holds you close, Toronto-based singer-songwriter Jordan Alexander creates a colorful expression for the emotional human experience. Jordan Alexander has toured Canada with Biff Naked, Headline Bud Light's 2019 nationwide Pride campaign with Carly Rae Jepsen, opened for Kalani during Toronto Pride 2018, and has released a full-length album, The Lonely Hearts Club, along with music videos for three singles, Take Me Out Tonight, Cool, and Fade Away. Jordan's songs have been featured in hit series CBC's Anne with an E, Carmilla, and Barbell, as well as creating buzz in the acting world by starring in the new Facebook watch series, Sacred Lies, The Singing Bones, along Juliette Lewis and Ryan Quanten. Also, Jordan just landed a major lead role in the reboot of the TV series Gossip Girl 2021. Jordan is excited about her new single, You, which is out right now. Let's have a listen to that single now. Here is You. When our problems start, we need to stay apart But it's hard I got a thing for you and everything you do And it's hard 
was so beautiful. I just love that song. Each week we spotlight a singer, singer, songwriter, or a musician on the show. If you are a singer and you want to be considered to appear on Finding Your Bliss Radio, please write to us at music at findingyourbliss.com. Also, we encourage you to visit our online magazine at www.findingyourbliss.com. And of course, with the latest and the greatest, you can follow us at The Bliss Minute on Instagram and The Bliss Minute on Facebook. I would like to thank all of my guests for being here today. 
Ebony Rowe and Rita Benzikar, Jill Pilts and Jordan Alexander. It was great having all of you. Also, a big thank you to our supervising producer, Meg Ruffman, production manager, Siobhan Kiley, PA researcher and editor, Haley Allegia, audio producer, Faz Kazi, and everyone here at Zoomer. And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor, the Create Fertility Center. I'm Judy Lee Brack, and for all of us here at Finding Your Bliss, we want to wish you a wonderful rest of the day and hope you all take one step closer to finding your bliss. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.